0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome to Tigers on Tap, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are Trey Lasley and TJ Willis. Join the guys as they talk all things Memphis Tigers and their favorite beer. Turn your volume up, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. Alright, what is up? Go Tigers 247 family. Episode 1 of Tigers on Tap. This is Trey Got my co-host here, TJ Willis. What's up, TJ? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, what uh, what beer you got tonight for us? Oh, let's take a look.
0: This is... I went local. I went with uh, Metal song It's called Heavy Metal. We Heavy. It's a Scottish style ale. 8.5%,
1: so it's going to be fun. What about you? There what you got? go. I went local as well, Uh I feel like it would have been a crime episode one of Tigers on tap if I didn't do the grind city brewery, the official craft beer, even though it's a craft malt liquor of the Tigers tiger tail, uh, we're 7.5% ABV. Uh, so we'll give, we'll give these a, we're going to sip on these throughout the episode. We'll give you guys a rating, um, of each one, even though I've already had this tiger tail, uh, so it's not technically new to me. Uh, still going to give it a rating. But uh, anyway, TJ, episode one here, Friday Night Stripes, we were both there. Uh, you got to sit up in the press box with the uh, the media, so I had a, had a nice view there. But overall, I mean, it was a great night for football. Uh, first things first, though, anybody listening, if you guys didn't make your way out there for uh, the equipment sale, they had equipment from, I think they said all 17 athletics teams you're missing out. Uh, this was the first time I'd gone out there. Uh, we got out there with a buddy. I don't know. I think the doors opened at five. We were probably 15, 20 minutes after that. Um, so definitely not the first people in line, but we got we got a pretty good haul, didn't we? I mean, I got. I'm wearing a uh, a current Memphis practice basketball jersey. Looks brand new. Uh, my my favorite pickup though, totally lucked out. Bottom of the the basket. Uh, in the shorts section found a <laughs> i I can only assume that they're game worn they seem game worn, but a white pair of the Memphis state nike unis uh and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna promise that they're lesters', but number eleven is written on the tag, and we're similar in in size I would say Lester maybe has an inch or two on me uh and they fit like Lester's shorts fit let me tell you that they are booty shorts for sure so I'm pretty confident I got a pair of Leicester game-worn Memphis State sh- shorts that I'm pretty pumped up about. TJ, what'd you haul?
0: Man, I grabbed, uh, I got the same practice jersey, the reversible blue-gray practice jersey for basketball. Uh, I grabbed number 23. Shout out to, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Malco's jersey. It's probably the only one that's going to fit me width-wise. Uh, I'd say my best grab a Nike hoodie. Uh, it's like a zip jacket hoodie. From the Birmingham Bowl, actually, it's uh, definitely the, definitely the best thing I think I got. It's like the Therma Gear, but uh, yeah. Just yeah. listen. Hold on. Hear this. Listen.
1: There Sorry. you go. I had
0: to fit that in there. I hadn't opened it yet. I was kind of getting there. Antsy. You go.
1: There you go. Yeah, I, I kind of I do. Next year I'm gonna. I think we need to get there a little bit early. Probably line up before the doors open because I know they had some Cotton Bowl gear. I think team issued Cotton Bowl gear that I think we missed out on. Um. You know, I think fifty, a hundred people probably got in there before us and dug through everything. But uh, if you guys haven't made your way out there to that equipment sale that they do, I think they do it every year. Uh, you need to get out there; they got some pretty good stuff. So anyway, uh, enough of the equipment sale stuff, TJ. On to the football. I mean, it was a great night for uh, for Tiger football. Um, first initial thoughts from you. I mean, what 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 were you uh, what were you looking for on Friday? I think
0: my. The thing I was most excited about was probably the new coordinators. Um, It's the first time in a while we have had a new offensive coordinator. Johns has kind of been around for a hot second, even though Norvell was doing most of the play calls there. Um, I think seeing someone new, just a different perspective on the offense. And, of course, Matt Barnes, uh, which I think we'll touch on here in just a second. I was very excited to see Matt Barnes and just kind of what the defense looked like in general. What about you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I mean, pretty much the same. I did uh, wanted to see the quarterbacks, obviously. So we'll get on that in a second. Um, but yeah, the defense as well, just uh, more so from a scheme perspective. You know, I I think we've both been to a couple uh, spring practices. We haven't been able to be, go to a scrimmage yet, so we haven't seen a whole lot of that. Most of the time, we've we've been at practice. They've been doing a lot of individual stuff, so it's it's harder to see. You know, kind of what they may be running. Um, but uh, it, it was good. Good to see kind of what we can expect during the season. Obviously, they're going to keep things a little more vanilla in a spring game. Um, but uh, I actually sat like fifty yard line right behind uh, Matt Barnes' family, so that was cool. They were pretty pumped up. Uh, my buddy that I was sitting with, we were actually laughing. We're like, <laughs> they were in the Horseshoe last year, right? They were watching a uh, Ohio State spring game, and now they're in uh, Simmons Bank. Memorial Stadium, watching the Tigers. Don't GTG. call it that. But they were, hey, they were, yeah, what do you mean don't call it that? They're uh, they're giving us half a mil a year for it, right? Fix I that guess. plumbing situation. It doesn't so, feel right. It feels very unnatural. I know. It's always going to be Liberty Bowl to me. Um, but Simmons Bank it is. So, anyway, I, I mean – Offensively, obviously I think what most people are, are going to want to hear about or talk about is the quarterback situation. So, I mean, first things first, the first quarterback we saw was Seth. Um, I'm not saying that that, that means he's day 1 starter or anything, but I think that's notable he was he was out there with the ones first. He got the first series. Um he started off a little bit slower, but I mean, honestly, he was going against the the first string on defense. I mean, what, it, what were you, what were your thoughts there, TJ?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think everyone going into it, it was all eyes on the quarterback battle. Right. And I'm doing like air quotes around battle because it's so hard to see Seth not retain the throne. Right. King Seth, Hennigo, it's just hard to, to de him. Right. I know that, um, there was big belief that Grant Cannell was going to be the starter last year. Kind of going into this whole thing, then he gets hurt, uh, and we kind of had to uh, we had to settle for Seth, um, which kind of panned out in our
1: favor, I think. But uh, yeah did you did you do air quotes around settle there too?
0: <laughs> I should have because Cause that's a
1: damn good settle. If you ask me, is, as a true freshman, he had a hell of a year, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you could ask for much more.
0: I, If you go back and look at the stats, I don't think there was a better freshman out there, a true freshman that was better than Seth last year. So. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, he, I mean, you the, know, the- I, I think to your point, Seth did start off a little bit slower. Um, but I think the game plan was a little bit different for him, right? You know, even if you think towards a little later in the uh, scrimmage, he had some design runs. And I think that's something we saw develop at the end of last year, right? That Seth kind of built up the running ability. And uh, I think it was ECU was the big game that he kind of uh, started to run. But they had some design runs in there that I was kind of surprised to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's not what you would say is a dual threat, right? But he does. Yeah. I mean, he's got the ability to use his legs to, to get a first down or pick up some yards when necessary, for sure. Um, I mean, a lot of people are talking about – of of the quarterbacks Grant looked probably better on Friday night. Um I mean for me it's hard to make that sure I would say you know Grant made some 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 better throws Seth had some overthrows some other things but I mean the fact of the matter is that they they weren't facing the same defense, right? So it's hard to I guess really compare them accurately. I mean Seth Seth Winner went Seth went against the true number one defense, right? I mean, he was – we saw him, roll, you know, minus Rodney Owens. There were a couple of people that didn't dress out um, that you, you would probably see out there as starters. But um, Grant didn't see the full ones like I, I feel like Seth saw, right? They threw in some uh, – you know, I think Ruben picked up a series. Uh, Jeff at middle linebacker, I think, played a couple series. They threw in Cameron Jackson on the line they were swapping people in and out but you know from from the get-go Seth was truly out there versus the ones and I I don't think Grant saw that the whole night so it's hard for me to say and come away from that saying Grant is really uh the number one and and Seth's kind of getting his throne taken from him yeah I'm look I mean I'm, I'm gonna be honest it was nice
0: to see Gunnell swing some passes downfield um if you kind of think back to last year's spring game, it seemed like they put Gunnell out there and they kind of played it safe. There was a couple easy, uh, maybe some easier reads. But um, one thing that I think that we took away from this game from this year is Gunnell has a kind of has an arm, right? He can really kind of zip them out there, and I, I think that
1: uh, I dude, I watching all of all three of them, they all have arms. I mean, they were. Pre-game, they were all zipping thing. i mean I, I i can't remember the last time we've had shoot even two quarterbacks that i feel like were as good as the three that we've got and that's i mean we haven't even touched on tevin yet right but if we're <laughs> if we're going by friday and you want to come away and say who looked the best i mean hell tevin looked the best granted he's he's probably playing second and third stringers on the defensive side of the ball but i mean he had two almost 70-yard completions, throws three passes, all three completed 140 yards and two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, there's uh, I think both rips were to
1: – they were to Rivers, right? Eric, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's a dangerous connection right th- I mean, that's something you need to – we should have been hiding that and saving it <laughs> for week one at State, right? I mean, they were almost unstoppable. Again, I, you know, it's dependent on who's on the other side of the football, but Tevin to Eric Rivers – I mean, they had uh, 125 yards and two touchdowns on two attempts. So, I mean, Tevin, you tweeted it. Uh, Tevin's got a freaking cannon for an arm. I yeah, mean, yeah. and it almost looks effortless. He's a huge kid, and he was just slinging the rock. I will say he may have been playing,
0: he being Tevin, may have been playing against probably second, third string guys, but he was kind of working with second, third string guys. Um, uh, Eric Rivers, he, he's been a defensive back since he's been here until this year. Um, in high school, he spent time at on both sides of the ball. Obviously, uh, kind of that running back wide receiver combo kind of player on offense. So he has familiarity with the ball and, and making big plays. So it shouldn't be too shocked, but, I mean, it seemed like he just stepped right in. And he's got jets, right? I mean, he was bowling past people.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, Anything else from the offense that, that stuck out to you, TJ? Um, I'm trying to decide where to go with this, right?
0: Because I'll say a part of it later. Do you want to talk about running backs? It's kind of an interesting thing. Maybe just a short segment. I think it is what it is with the running backs.
1: I mean, yeah, I think you're right. And it's, I think it's going to be a committee thing, right? It's a room that's got a lot of different guys that I think are going to split touches and it's going to be four, five, six kind of split amongst everybody. I, th- I think right now, obviously, I think BT was the first out. Um, he didn't get a whole lot of play, I don't feel like. You kind of saw more of Reek and uh, Asa Martin. I do think Asa's going to going to probably, I hope, come on strong this year. Yeah. He's He's good at kind of receiving out of the backfield reek showed a little bit of that there was a little dump pass that seth had to him that that turned into a you know a big i think a 60 65 yard gang um before he was chased down by by barnett there at towards the goal line but um i I think it's going to really be a committee thing unfortunately we didn't get to see ducker right he wasn't dressed out yeah um that's somebody that we were kind of kind of hoping to see you know what he may be able to to bring to the table but i mean what are your thoughts on on that position group there
0: yeah, I I think Brandon looked fine, right? It's been a hot second since we've seen Brandon in there and healthy. Um, yeah, I think he's going to kind of be the workhorse and taking some easy runs here and there. But I definitely think Rod Clark was the, uh, the show stealer. You know, if you're looking for someone out of the backfield, he, I think he went for over 100 rushing yards. Um, kind of late in the scrimmage, he had a, a kind of a bruising touchdown run. Um, kind of dodged one guy, kind of flattened another um he looks quicker it looks like he may have lost some weight Um, uh, maybe picked yeah, he up did, a step he, did
1: look, he looked slimmed down for sure yeah and
0: i, I think the best thing that's going to happen to asa martin is cramsey becoming the offensive coordinator because cramsey loves getting the running backs involved in the passing game it's something he did at marshall and that's kind of asa's best play right i don't want to say he is tony pollard but very similar in the mold of tony that is um kind of that versatile offensive weapon um, similar size I think they're both like six foot two twenty 20 ish so similar size uh sc- similar skill set so i I think that's definitely something
1: we could be excited about
0: and uh definitely getting another playmaker involved yeah and
1: one other guy that you know we haven't really mentioned was was coffee right yeah. and he uh coming off of a a couple injuries you know a couple years off but and I, he, he was getting a little more time with the twos and maybe the threes there with Tevin, too. But one thing I did like seeing was them lining up him up in several different spots, yeah. right? We saw him take handoffs out of the backfield. He made a really nice cut. <laughs> and a, I mean, he looks quick, shifty. Um, hopefully one of those speed guys you just try to get the ball to. But they also were lining him up in the slot, right? So sort of that uh, he, he was there that uh, Antonio Gibson yeah. or Tony Pollard kind of – put them wherever and and use them as a Swiss army Army knife, get them the ball in any way that you can. Right. So kind of, I mean, excited also to see, you know, what, what hopefully he can bring, um, as one of the younger, maybe more shifty speed guys out of the backfield or even, uh, out wide.
0: Yeah, it was definitely refreshing to kind of see coffee and JP Martin get there and, uh, kind of get some plays, right. Because we've seen heavy doses of Brandon and and Dre Clark, even some Asa, um, it was the Birmingham bowl and some plays, uh, Maybe last season, nothing too crazy, but it's nice to see the younger guys, right? Because um, for the most part, any time a young running back comes in, they get one carry, and then you never see him again
1: kind of situation. So just refreshing, I think, to get the young guys in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what about, uh, TJ, do you have any takeaways from, from wide receiver or that group? There? <sighs> um, I'm going to be honest.
0: I was kind of left. Shocked with the wide receiver group. I expected more. Um, I've been pretty critical. Of, I was about to say, is that a
1: is that a bad shock or yeah? A good no, it's shock? a it's a, a bad we shock,
0: man. There. I have been super critical upon with Javon Ivory. There's just he's missed out on growth every year he's been here so far, and I don't want this to be like a Javon Ivory bashing session. Um, I'm just I'm scared that he is going to be a guy that we rely on heavily this year because I just. I don't see it, right? And um, there just wasn't much there. I, I think with the ones, the first thing you saw were uh, – um, who are they targeting? What's his name? Why am I going blank? Oliver? No, punt returning a, a specialist. Fair catch specialist.
1: Oh, Kobe Drake. Kobe. My boy, Kobe. Kobe Drake. How dare you forget – I thought you meant targeting on the defensive side. No, or exactly. somebody. no Yeah, I mean that – if you watched the first three series, you'd have thought uh Kobe was our new Calvin Austin, right? I mean, they targeted him like five six times. he's got hands on him. The kid catches everything thrown his way right Yeah you know I mean? um but yeah I, i'd I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't a little bit this is no shot to Kobe. Love the kid to death. I know he comes out gives 110 percent on every down, but um kind of like you, I was a little more hopeful for that that position group um i mean at least you know ivory did have a really good catch down the sideline mm-hmm. it was probably a pass interference he still you know made the catch down the sideline broke away for a pretty big gain um somebody that I, i'd seen a couple snaps of in practice that has looked good sort of a little bit bigger of a body is was uh joseph skates mm-hmm. i would have liked to see him yeah and see how he's going to fit in um unfortunately uh, another guy that's Nothing serious, no serious injuries, but just kind of holding him out for uh, just precautionary things. But um, I do think Eddie Lewis is somebody that is probably going to step up there in the slot. Uh, I can see he really came on strong towards the end of the year last year. Um, You know, once he got in, settled, picked up the playbook. Um, That's somebody that I I can see having a, a really good year. Uh, on that side of the football.
0: Yeah, and that's not to say that things won't change, right? Javon Ivory could go on to have this crazy year, but I I do think we're going to get a solid mix-up and mesh of Ivory, uh, Markelle Jones, Eddie Lewis. Skates is definitely going to get playing time in there. Um, Rock Taylor is another guy we've seen blow-by defenders. Now, if he's going to catch it or not, no clue.
1: But I, he will definitely yeah, be. Open. I mean, it. It feels like he was open in every snap that he was in, right? Yeah, I mean, he's shifty. He runs great routes, but you're right. It's, and we saw this from him last year too, right? He'd be open. There's a great play, and I think it was the UCF, UCF game, multiple maybe times, right. He had yeah. a, a right in the breadbasket for a touchdown. It a, 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 should have been an easy tuddy. And it ends up a pick because he sort of kind of bobbled it. But then, you know, he'll come back the next series and have a nasty one handed snag, you know, across the middle or something. And you're like, dang, bro, you dropped the breadbasket one, but that was a pretty nasty catch, right? But yeah, that, I mean, another young guy there that a bigger body, too. Obviously, like we said, seems like he's open on every snap he's out yep. there. We just, uh, we got to soften those hands up. No stone. We don't need stone hands no stone out hands. there. We got to soften those babies up. Charming those suckers. Um, yeah, I mean overall I, I think the, the offense looked pretty explosive. QB's threw for like five hundred and fifty yards combined. Not normal. <laughs> Seth eleven to twenty for one ninety-four and a tutty. Grant thirteen to twenty one for one ninety two and a tutty or two. Tevin, we already mentioned three of three, one forty and two tutties, Derek Rivers. Um so yeah, I mean it was good. We we've kind of been lacking that, I feel like, the last several years on the the offensive side. Obviously you had Calvin who could uh you know take a reverse to the house or uh, the pump returning against state, but we were missing we've been missing I feel like a lot of those big chunk plays that we'd kind of been known for the last several years, so um, it was good to see them letting the QBs throw the ball down the field, receivers kind of making those catches and, and breaking off some big plays so uh TJ, why don't we take a quick break, and then when we come back we will uh, we'll talk a little about the defense. All right, TJ, we talked about uh, the offensive side. What about uh, what about the defense? Do you have any major takeaways from defense? Uh, Yeah,
0: we switched to a four-man front. I think that's the first thing we should talk about because we've been missing that. And I think if you've watched Tiger football over the past couple of years, you've kind of asked where the hell the pressure's at. So uh, switching to the four-man front should help out with that a lot, I think. Um, maybe still shifting some guys around and trying to figure out what they're going to do with the D line. But uh, Barnes said they spent most of the game in just a base front defense or just a base formation defense. So we weren't getting much for pressure. And that makes sense because you don't want to sit there and just blitz the hell out of the quarterback because you can't sack him, can't touch him. So it kind of makes for a crappy spring game. But uh, what about you?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think the biggest thing is right, wanting to see what what the base defense is going to be. Obviously – In a spring game, it's going to be vanilla, right? And usually, to me, at least I feel like it's the the defense that comes in and has probably a stronger showing in spring. uh, I feel like it's easier to kind of be your vanilla defense and and get stops and and that kind of thing as opposed to an offense that may not have the timing down. And But we did see some connection on that side of the ball. So, yeah, I I mean, I think the big thing was was seeing that we're back to a 4-3 Uh, I think, I I mean, I kind of agree with you on the defensive line. I think your, your starting four man front is, is probably pretty set right with Ducksworth, Brockington, Cam Jackson, and, and Jalen Allen. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see who's rotating in after that four. Right. I, I think, um, we need a little bit of depth there. Obviously, today we got uh Kermonte hamilton from ohio state he's played on the defensive line but he's kind of a a two-way guy i think he's played some tight end also yeah. um so it'll be interesting to see i think there's there's been a couple uh little rumors floating around that he might want to might might want to concentrate on the offensive side and be a tight end but um definitely a guy that that i think could uh provide some help there and then um also, the, the Sam Houston State uh, kid that committed today as well. We got two defensive line commits today. Um, I, his, I'm his blanking on his name, TJ. You got to back me up here.
0: Who's that? Um, oh, the uh,
1: the Sam Houston yeah, State guy. Yeah, had you not said it, I probably would have thought it off the top of my head. no nah, i going blank, man. Well, anyway, shout out to those two. So hopefully providing a little bit of depth, get them on campus. Um through summer workouts, you know, get familiar with, with Barnes, the rest of the team and and provide some depth at at that position. One thing I was excited about though to see was, uh, Tyler Murray, Jeff, and, and, uh, Zay right there. There's three at your linebacker position. I think that's going to be a pretty deadly, uh, combo, um, at, at middle and outside linebackers there. Um, and then obviously with Q back there at safety, would have liked to have seen Rodney out there. I know he's got a little bit of a bang up that he's kind of dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Savante Oliver and uh, and Greg Rubin at your corner. So, um, I, I mean, in a couple of interviews, I think Quindell, you know, told Kenny last week, they're all coming. You just don't know when. So that excites me. I like the aggressiveness. I, I, I'm pretty fired up to, to kind of see a, I feel like a, a complete change in our def- defense, right? Our mindset, it's yeah. hopefully kind of away from that bend, don't break, keep everybody in front of you, soft coverages to let's just make them, make quick decisions, come after them. You know, one one down it could be Ruben coming off the corner, the next it's Tyler Murray and, and Zay coming off the edges, right? So um, pretty excited to see what kind of pressure the, the def- defensive side of the ball can dial up. But, um, yeah, biggest takeaway was definitely – seeing that we are we are back to a four-man. Was there any anything surprising to you about uh, defense? Was there anybody out there you saw that that kind of caught you off guard? Yeah, dude, for sure.
0: I, I, Jeff Canton-Arku is gigantic. That is a big man. I thought he looked great out there. Um, most notably, I think it was on the end zone. I want to say it was our starting offense was driving, and he just – Went right off the edge, made the tackle in the backfield, I believe it was on Rodriguez Clark, uh, and stuffed the Tigers at the goal line. And I thought um, I thought he was nothing but brilliant out there. I, I'm very excited about him. I was a little more excited about Tyler Murray coming into the season, uh, just kind of given his pedigree and kind of what he has been as a player in the past. But uh, Jeff was definitely the one that stood out to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree. I didn't, I don't think I realized how, how big Jeff was, but I'm, I mean, like you, I'm still pretty pumped up about Tyler and especially seeing him in person, seeing him out there. He seems like he's one of those vocal leaders. He's one of those great team, right? Like just for, for instance, like towards the end of the scrimmage, I think it was the last play of the scrimmage, right? Uh, Tevin threw a 60, 65 yard touchdown. Yeah. One of his touchdowns, to Eric Rivers and the first person to run over and dap him up and congratulate him was Tyler Murray from the defensive side, right? They have, they had offense on the away sideline and defense on the home sideline. But, um, I don't know, that was just cool to see. And I mean, it's just, it's good to have those kinds of guys. Not only is he an incredible competitor, you know, a great athlete, he's probably going to be a stud linebacker for us for this year, but just an awesome teammate. Right. So, um, any, anybody, uh, we see any position changes or anything? I th- I've got one in mind, I think, uh, <laughs> that you're going to touch on.
0: Um, yeah, there's actually been a, a couple. We talked about Eric Rivers moving from DB to wide receiver. Um, start junior, Drew Martin, a you know, long-time tight end, uh, has kind of flipped to that rush-in position, that fourth defensive lineman position that Jalen Allen fills. Um, where the hell did this come from, right? Six three two thirty looks the part, but, yeah,
1: like, what, what is going on? I was not anticipating sh- showing up to Simmons Bank and seeing Drew wear a white jersey at all. Right? I, I saw it I in mean, practice the other day. I
0: saw him with the white jersey, and I was a little confused by it, but didn't think much of it. Um, but, yeah, I guess providing depth when needed. I mean, at 6'3", 230, he's every bit of uh, the size you're kind of looking for coming off the edge there. Um he spent three years at tight end. Like it seems like a tough conversion, but uh, as long as you got the work ethic, I I could totally see him providing depth there. I mean, it, he's not, you know, the second guy off the bench. I don't think. I, I believe
1: behind Jalen Allen is I No. Mean, he, white, but yeah, yeah, he was he was getting out there with uh, with the twos. Some though, I mean, he was. I think I, I mean if the season were to start this weekend, I I think you'd see Drew Martin out there for snaps at at, at end for sure. Yeah, good for him,
0: man. I'm trying to think. Anybody else? Um, um, yeah, I'll
1: will say. I mean, and it, I was it was I was glad to see it. I think he had a heck heck of a year last year as a true freshman. But I think Greg Grubin looked oh, yeah. just even. I mean, even improved, right? Yeah. I think he looked. Just as good, if not better, than he did last year. He had several great pass breakups. He had one on a third and goal, maybe a fourth and goal. Uh, Ganell was looking for uh, Ivory on a on a uh, corner route, and Ruben was right in his grill breaking the pass up on a on a crucial fourth down, you know, in goal. Um, so somebody that I, he could have a, a big year, right? Take a big leap from his mm-hmm. freshman year. That's and that's what you you know you talked about earlier. Is like it's really. Good. This is a, a, a part that you're going to see, right? Having a lot of those young guys that played so much last year, it's really going to start paying dividends, you know, come their sophomore and junior years. They've got a lot of experience under the belt. They understand certain situations and that kind of thing. Um, so I think that's a guy that's, that's you know, ramped up to have a, I would say, a really solid sophomore year and uh, improve upon his freshman season.
0: Yeah, I would be shocked if the secondary doesn't stay um, exactly kind of what you
1: think it's going to be, right?
0: You're going to get Ruben, um, Savante Oliver, Rodney Owens, Quindell, probably your uh, your main four. And I think you're going to get some rotation of sophomore Cam Johnson, who's actually – he played a lot, kind of as a true freshman last year, uh, and looked pretty good. I think he will get probably the nod over Barnett, which is a little shocking. Um I'm kind of waiting to see Ladarian Paul work his way in. He's a JUCO guy, uh, another big defensive back. I'm kind of waiting to see him kind of work himself in a little bit more,
1: um, but you
0: know, time will tell.
1: Another guy that that didn't dress out Friday that yeah. we would have liked to see out there for sure. Um, I, I think one guy you didn't mention that I've been hearing at least a lot of buzz about, you know, from from staff and players is Tyrell Rabby. Yeah, um, is it Rabby or so Rabbie? Ho- hopefully, some. I don't, know, Raby. I don't know maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I don't
0: know.
1: I don't know. Um, but yeah. A- anyway, I-, I think that's another young guy that you could uh, could be a, a playmaker. You could see some big plays out of for sure um, at certain points and get some run out in the secondary there this year. Um, any other uh, last thoughts on the on the defense, uh, TJ? I'm excited, man. I,
0: the four man front getting pressure on the quarterback signed me the hell up. I like Ducksworth. I like Cameron Jackson. I'm glad he's back. Um, Zy Brockington, I think he's kind of a bit of a curveball in there. You know, I think he's only 260. Not that I care about the size of our D lineman. I've just heard people complain about uh, how big they are. I think if you're 260 and you can move around you get to the quarterback, I don't care, right? I want to see Josh White getting there. I want to see him get a couple snaps. Um that that's the big thing for me. I, the D-line has a lot to make up for. They left me uh wanting a hell of a lot more than they provided me last year. So uh give me give me all the defensive line pressure we can get.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just I mean I I'm excited about about Barnes in this unit. I mean, I, Barnes seems like an awesome coach. Yeah. He's a he, yeah, like I said, I, we sat behind his family. They were fired up seem like they're glad to be here he's a young energetic guy he was bouncing around all over the sidelines the team seems to love him I mean I've heard in multiple different you know either media availability or interview with Kenny them them talking about how much they like Barnes and uh, just you know when you've got players that that want to play hard for you I think it's a good recipe for uh, for success so excited to see what that unit's able to do this year I know there was a lot of sort of hype around them last year and ultimately I think it was kind of a disappointment but I, I mean I really feel like they have the potential to be one of the better if not the best uh, defensive unit in in the conference for sure all right uh, two more I guess topics here on Friday Night Stripes TJ give me your I guess number one highlight or thing that uh, you were surprised about from Friday
0: I'm gonna go linebacker. linebacking and- I love it. I think that they have the right three guys in there. Zay has been with us for five years now. <laughs> five. At, at least. Dude, I he mean, was, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure he, he was, was
1: dapping up all the alumni at the game. Zay's been here since the start of, I don't even know, man. I mean, I feel like he's been here since we joined the American, right? Yeah.
0: He, he was definitely, uh, I want to say this is his fifth or sixth year. He's been a while. And, uh, Super, he's a super, super senior. Yeah, it, it's been a while for him, and I'm excited. You know, he uh this is the first year I think he really gets kind of like that team captain type of vibe to him. You know, last year it was J.J.'s team on defense, and if not J.J., then it was Quindell. So you finally kind of get Zay's moment for him. You know, I've already talked about Jeff. I, I'm super excited about him and, and Tyler. I think they have the right three guys in there. I don't want to bash on Mashburn, but thank God he's gone. Get out of here. Give me all the Sincere Evans, uh, Andrew Smoke Jones. Give me Bryce Edmondson. Give me any of those linebackers. I'm excited about them. I think we're going to see a uh,
1: a big improvement on those guys. That's a You were such a big Smash Burn Bros fan. That surprises the heck out of me.
0: Yeah, and then he stopped covering the flats, and everyone hit us with the wheel route, play after play, after play.
1: Hey, is that is that his fault though? Yeah, I mean yes, that's a, that's a scheme. You're getting put into positions that you shouldn't be. For he's being forced out of position. If someone's scheming you against him, you, you're to his your weakness. like Cramsey like Cramsey says, find out what we're good at and stick with it and make it better. If someone is
0: scheming against you, identify you your are weaknesses the weakness. and stay away from him. It was bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What about but, you? What do you got? No, I, I think that's good. Like I like I said, I, I I'm excited about that linebacking core too. But I, I'm for me, I mean honestly, it was Tevin Carter. That's to fair. To be honest, I mean, he looked awesome. I mean, he's a big kid. Um, you know, watching he. It looks like he probably still needs to do a little bit of work like with his footwork and that sort of thing but and and pocket presence probably but the kid has a freaking cannon man I don't I mean I I can't remember the last time we had somebody he he makes it look effortless I mean he was zipping the ball in in warmups across the middle and then throwing those two 60-yard bombs um I mean that was a highlight it was it was really I don't know that we touched on this yet, but it was very strange to me that he was the fourth quarterback to see the field. So I'm not sure what I don't know if he was in the locker room taking a doo doo or something and, and missed his uh initial reps and they threw Hunter Helsey out there, but um I mean he was a pleasant sport. I didn't know what to I hadn't watched a lot of Tevin. I didn't know what to expect. I know he played on a you know, not the best team for sure well, he in the city on in, high five school. Teams in high school. So you um, the pick of the okay, winner. not one of the best <laughs> The, his, hit the five different teams combined weren't even one of the best. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's he's got a freaking cannon for an arm. He looked good. Um, you know, I, as long as he stays here, it sounds like he does. It sounds like he loves Memphis. I think we've got an exciting future ahead of us with, with this quarterback room, for sure. Penny um,
0: Hardaway. Um, all right, what about
1: grid. uh – That is Tevin Carter. Yeah. Hey, the Penny Hardaway of uh, Memphis football, right? Yeah. Let's go TC. TC TC-12? All right, TJ, what about... uh, We'll go biggest disappointment, concern coming out of Friday. I am going to split this.
0: One, I think it's with the wide receiving core because we didn't see much consistency. Yes, we got Eric Rivers and the 552 passing yards. We got some things that stood out that looked great. I think a lot of that was... um, a little misleading, right? I mean, you got 130 yards from Eric Rivers alone. Um, it's a little misleading. On two plays. On two plays, yeah, I know, I know. I, I would much rather have seen consistency. Obviously, you don't get that because it is limited practice and stuff like that. So, number one, receiving court. I, I just need to see more. There's too much talent there. Um, and number two, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but it is going to be the long snapping game. And the coaching staff for the lack of long snapping on the field.
1: We had, I mean, that.
0: It was John Hassel. You you
1: took my, yeah, you took my concern, which was gonna be special teams 100%. We had two PATs where we didn't even get a kickoff. And this is no, I'm not John Hassel, I love you to death. I appreciate you for stepping up as a tight end, a senior tight end to be a long snapper. But you, again, talk about being out of position why do we not have a long, a long snapper on the roster you do we got a tight end you out warn. there you, we didn't even get two out. kicks off on pat attempts i if we i'm going to be so mad if special teams cost us games again this year like it did last year i mean there there's literally zero excuse for it you kept the same special teams coordinator i mean the kicking game was atrocious last year I just don't, I mean, we we had, and I love, I will, Joe Doyle rules forever for drilling that 52-yard field goal against Mississippi State. But, like, in every facet, it wasn't just one. It wasn't just field goals. It wasn't just kickoff or kickoff return. It wasn't just punt. Like, across the board, we had a play at every one of those different formations that could have, like, cost us a game, right? Like, and then to come out in the spring game, and I get it, maybe they hadn't had enough reps, whatever, but to have two PATs, in a, and it's not even like they're really getting rushed either. Like we couldn't get a kickoff. I don't know. I'm just, I just, it better not be an issue. They better figure it out because I'm going to be so livid if we lose a game because of special teams again.
0: I think they'll get the long
1: snapper thing figured out. They have
0: William Stewart. He's on the roster. He is a walk on. He was at, um, uh, Mississippi Junior College. I'm going blank on the name of it. Um, Northwestern Mississippi hashtag Go Ranchers or whatever they are. Um, I think they'll get it figured out, but it's still at the same time. Come on, guys, just one. What if this dude here's his ACL walking down the road or whatever it
1: may be? So I'm sure they'll get it figured out. I know it just better. I mean, I'm just I'm having PTSD about not being able to kick field goals inside the 30, going for it on every fourth down, going for two-point, just, I just don't want to live through that again. For sure. Uh, all right, enough football talk. There was some big uh, news on the basketball, the hardwood side uh, of Tiger Sports Friday night. Kendrick Davis. Dude, I don't, look, I don't know how he's, I don't know, I don't, I don't understand it. Don't, I don't know how he did it. Don't ask questions. Don't question Penny. But all, all hail Penny for pulling this off. But, I mean, what initial thought, what do you, I mean, what's going through your mind with that? I saw a lot going back and forth on Twitter. Is this Penny's best recruiting job?
0: One side saying absolutely yes. The other side saying absolutely no. Amani Bates, Jalen Duran were bigger. I think this is the best the best thing that Penny has done yet. You pulled in the top transfer from the market. A guy that could go anywhere that he wanted, right? We, we heard... We saw the tweets to Kansas Jayhawk Nation, to Texas Tech. We saw this. He went to Houston. Uh, he's from Houston. And Penny was able to pull him out. How? No one knows. And then you always have the 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 argument of the looming sanctions that are just hanging over your head. Like, what if there is no March Madness type of situation? Why go to Memphis? And Penny just somehow is like, suck it. And, and just figures it out it blows my mind. I don't get it. Definitely his best recruiting job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I, given the circumstances, obviously there's, I mean, we have playing time to sell, right? So that's about, I don't, he's not going to have any, I mean, I don't think anywhere he went Kendrick was going to have an issue getting on the, on the floor, but um, you're right. I mean, given the circumstances of, the NCA stuff looming you don't know i mean it does sound like we could you know sneak by not get a postseason ban so he could you know we could still go to the tournament make a run that kind of thing but just the unknowns of that and and with kind of the way i guess things started off last year of trying to integrate those veterans and and the newcomers um I mean, it it's incredibly impressive. I and we were we his only visit. I, I thought I thought I heard that that I think he had a couple scheduled. And I mean, even to do that, like he doesn't even visit anywhere else. I know he he said in an article. I think it came down to like Kansas and Duke and us. Houston was obviously in there. Texas Tech, but I, I, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, from a playing perspective, I don't know that it's his best recruit in terms of talent and skill level, but just from an overall, given the situation, you know, the need for that position and kind of his only knock the last several years is not having an elite level point guard. I mean, you just, he went out and and given what the current state of the program is with a lot of unknown stuff, like landed bar none, the best transfer and especially at the point guard position in the country. Um, So, and that's, it It sounds like that that's not, it's not stopping there. You know, we're almost, uh, it sounds like we're building an all AAC team, right? I was about to ask about that. uh, Trying to get to the final four with the all AAC uh, squad.
0: We can easily agree that this is the best job that Penny's done, but we're not even talking about the the sweetener that we kind of got on the end of it. And that is Kendrick's comments uh, in the interview, I believe it was with Rasheed Phillips. Um, Trey, do you remember exactly the quote,
1: kind of what he said? Not verbatim, but it, it was along the lines of, you know, he had mentioned that Bain, which I thought was hilarious. I saw Bain uh, commenting on, on one of his, it was his Instagram, I think, you know, with the M-Town logo, right? And I'm like, Desmond, he's got TCU listed. You guys were teammates. You went to TCU and here's Bain out here freaking ripping the M and tell him to come home. Right. Uh, but he pretty, he pretty much compared us to the Grizzlies, um, saying, you know, he was going to be jaw. Uh, Deandre was going to be JJ, Jay, And, uh, I've, I don't know all, who all everybody was going to be, but essentially saying Lester, Deandre were coming back. Um, he and Caleb Murphy were going to be John ja and, and, uh, Dylan and, um, I mean, alluding that, you know, we can hopefully uh, hear something about Lester and DeAndre coming back soon. The like, only uh, position we were missing there was a five. So. I think uh, he'll get. Yeah. Still still got to find a center. It sounds like Caleb Murphy's on board. They were here, uh, you know, one after the other that same weekend visiting. Um, I mean, that's going to be one of the, I would say, probably one of the most talented backcourts in college basketball next year. Yeah. That duo. Yeah. Without
0: question. I and mean, you're getting two guys that are super high caliber. Uh, Kendrick is who he is. Uh, the guy is electrifying. He, he can score from all the different areas. Caleb Murphy, not so much of a shooter, um, but just having those two guys together. I, I think that alone is going to be great, especially if you're getting Lester back, if you're getting DeAndre back and if it's Malcolm, whomever they figure out to uh, be the starting five there and, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. If Penny does it again. I should probably apologize to him right now. I'll write him a, a thorough letter and apologize to him for ever doubting him.
1: I mean let's you can hold it. let's let's make sure these dudes suit up. Let's make sure we're tournament eligible. And then TFT, you can uh you can write that apology on Twitter. I can do that. All right. Any uh any final thoughts, TJ? We've covered a lot tonight. Uh Friday night Stripes basketball, time to jump into the beer review. You got a rating for? Uh, remind me what you were. It was a meddlesome. Yeah, meddlesome, metal heavy or something. Uh, heavy metal is the
0: name of it. We heavy Scottish ale, eight point five percent. It's pretty good. A little thick, a little heavy for me. Uh, I probably drink two of them and be good for a little bit. I will give it a scale of one to ten. Seven uh, six point eight. We'll go six point eight. What about you? You got Tiger decent Tail.
1: score. All right. Tiger Tail, like I mentioned, I've had it before. It's a malt liquor. I'm not – I mean, shout out to, to Grind City if you're listening and we know that you are. We appreciate this. Official craft beer of the Tigers. It's. I mean, I could, I could drink a couple of these. It's not my favorite. I'm not trying to just like enjoy this. I'm probably trying to slam a couple of these before I run into Simmons Bank before we take on UCF or something. But – um I mean, it, I, I don't discriminate beers, malt liquors. I'll drink them. I mean, it's not the best. I'll go 6.1, I guess, out of 10. I mean, it's fine. It's drinkable. It's definitely respectable. So anyway, well, we are, uh, we'll wrap up there. That's episode one of Tigers on Tap. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, If you guys have uh, a beer, especially local Memphis, that you guys want us to try on an uh, an upcoming episode, let us know. If you have any questions, anything, any suggestions for TJ and I on this, uh, we're both kind of new to the podcasting game, so happy to entertain you guys or any suggestions or feedback you guys have. Um, Everybody, TJ, any final thoughts?
0: Uh, Beer cans should be bigger than 12 ounces. That's what I learned pretty quickly. On
1: I am the my Tiger Tales is a pint. So yeah, that's a big one.
0: Uh, I should have gone Tiger Tail. Shout out to pints for sure. Shout out to uh, what was his name? Tiger Fan zero one two who
1: recommended Tiger Tail. Shout out. Absolutely, absolutely the official Tiger uh, Tiger beer. All right, that will uh, that'll wrap up episode one. TJ, I enjoyed it. You guys, new new podcast. Tune in. Subscribe. Wherever you guys listen to your podcast, that'll wrap us up here for uh, Tigers on Tap. Grab a cold beer and stay for the hot takes. Peace. Thank you for listening to Tigers on Tap. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're interested in content all about the University of Memphis Tiger Athletic Program, hop over to www.gotigers247.com. New articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for VIP.